1: Hour number three to get right with Reggie KG on 105. Three of the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Yep, Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you here on your turn it on, leave it on station. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the early 2023 NFL roster rankings for all 32 NFL teams, including their strengths, weaknesses, and rookies to watch and more of that content coming from pro football focus. We'll get to here in just a moment for your Cowboys here on 105 through the fan at Kevin Gray sports at Reg at a tool. If you want to get at us on Twitter coming up here in 20 minutes, a very unique question and conversation that we'll have. What makes a sports phenomenon? Think about that and ponder on that here on the text line, eight, seven, seven, eight, one, one, oh, five, three. We'll get into that here in about 16 minutes as we are um, just a mere few hours away from the 4th of July. Uh, hopefully you're having a safe and sound uh, weeks and weekends so far off. This weekend going into tomorrow as well. Uh, for those who will be off on the fourth of July, hopefully get to celebrate uh, the day off with your friends and family and some uh, some good food. Anything in particular you're looking forward to uh, having tomorrow? For
0: uh, I, to I'm I be pulling up right. I just be pulling up to the to the events. You bring there. something, an appetite. So no. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. A seven seven eighty one Would you invite Reggie to your party if he brought the you answer, I know
0: the answer is resounding no, and that's why I go to the I stick to the rivers and lakes that I'm used to. I'm, <laughs> there are people that are happy
1: happy so to have see you, me. regardless if you bring anything or not. I just go where everybody knows my name. You know oh, what okay. Mean? So, like, oh okay. Okay. Reputation only for you, huh? That's that's oh, where i would be pulling up. Rigo, and, do you bring something? Are you better than Reggie and actually bring something if you're going to be eating other people's food? Uh
0: unfortunately for Reg, yes I am
1: and I'm oh. bringing the alcohol. I'm bringing the alcohol, baby. What's good? That's... Are you are you legal enough to do that?
0: Hey, don't do that. <laughs> he's not Medford,
1: okay? Oh. <laughs> oh we love. What's
0: the matter? Metford about
1: 17? <laughs> don't do that. Now, <laughs> and a half. Hey, and a half.
0: Oh, uh, you right, you right. 17 and a <laughs> half. Now Medford
1: okay. just turned all of 22 the other day. Was it 21 or 20? Tw- no, 22. He's 22. His, yeah, yeah, yeah he so it's yeah. 21st last year. So he, he's barely there. He's, he's good. Regal, on the other hand, you know, I don't know, man. I'm 25. Turn 25 here in, on July 26th. That's my wedding anniversary. I is it this. really? Yeah, it is. Oh, You're nice. one, are you all going to
0: celebrate together?
1: Oh, we're going to do a lot of celebrating. Don't you worry about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you said you something about you the Cowboys, You right? walked into that? You he said, walked, said about you walked the Cowboys? Right? That's right. By it's the way, nine, to- nine years, by the way, nine years. I'm proud of you. Nine years uh, in a few weeks that so we'll have been married. Oh, boy. What was that who boy about? You better be careful. Hold on for a second. Let me tell you something. When you get nine years into your marriage, you've been through some things, okay? Okay. Anybody on the text line who's been married, you know, four, five, nine, ten, twenty years, they know you go through some stuff uh, to get there in your nine, ten years, however long you've been married. And, uh, hey, sometimes you got to just go who boy, because, yeah. Uh, From there you want to say, Reg is welcome with us. See that? Bring a sense of humor and good vibes, brother. I bring cachet, brother. (laughs) You bring I, essence. I, I bring, you bring. I bring gravitas. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the, Or gravitas. The youths would say I bring the vibes. The, you know, so <laughs> you see, you see how red sound now. You talk about me and how? how wait, wait. Now, how old am I? You thirty six. Now you hear how red starting to sound. Starting to sound like me. And he barely into his 30s and he's sounding real uncleish over here. Oh, talking I'll, about, I'll so be uncle. Talking about what the you's talk about.
0: Speaking of uncle, you ain't let me know that my god baby was a, you didn't let me know it was her birthday so I could buy her yes, something I special. Did. I told you that. The day the day before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look yeah, at you. I did. Look at you. Yeah. Talk about the Cowboys
1: now. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Strengths, weaknesses, and rookies to watch. For all thirty two NFL teams, including your Dallas Cowboys from the nine one two. I'm I turned forty one on July twenty seventh. Well, happy uh Happy birthday in advance. Yeah, in advance. That's very right. very advanced. Very early. Yeah, very we, early. We got
0: you about twenty four days early.
1: hmm See, eight one seven, KG I hit my nine years on June twenty first, and I felt that woo boy, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right, eight one seven. You know what's up. You know what's up. Let's look at this for the Dallas Cowboys. This comes from Pro Football Focus here. Uh Reggie's favorite p- publication when it comes to all NFL content these days. Yeah, hey, I <laughs> <laughs> um our guy John Owning over there at uh, that's right Pro Football focus. We haven't
0: talked to John in a little while. I know. We need to talk to John. See see how his uh dang, I was about to say, what what my, Muay Thai? Does he does Muay Thai? I can't remember what martial art he does. Yeah, he's
1: very good at it too. Yeah. Very good at it too. Probably remember which one. hmm Uh for Are you supposed to know when your godbaby's birthday is? Mm. Mm.
0: I was never informed the first time.
1: Oh, wow. I'm wow. Saying, that's how you're gonna turn it around on that's me? That's right. All right, cool. Got gotcha. you. Uh Dallas Cowboys they come in at number 6 for Pro Football Focus's uh roster rankings for all 32 teams. Interesting. The only other teams ahead of them, Philadelphia at number 1. I
0: get why, yeah.
1: San Francisco at number 2. Okay. Cincinnati at number 3. All right. Kansas City at number 4.
0: Patrick Mahomes on there,
1: so. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buffalo at number 5. I guess I'm not certain. And then your Cowboys come in at number six for pro football focuses. Uh, There's a couple of them in there that I might quibble with. Yeah, the the Buffalo one. I might have the Cowboys ahead of Buffalo. I low key might have them ahead of Cincinnati. Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're doing a lot there
1: at number three. I feel like that's a little high, but okay. Man. Okay. Look, I mean, there's, it's there's, a list. There's, it's yeah, a list. That's exactly. It's a list. I told you, we, we, it's list season, baby. List season, uh, baby. Okay, let's go to this, though, for the Cowboys. The biggest strength in 2023, what do you believe pro football focus has as the biggest strength for the Cowboys going into this? Is it season.
0: an entire unit? Is it like a position group?
1: Uh, not necessarily, but it kind of gets to a position Is it like group. pass defense? Pass rush. Pass yeah. rush. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they write Dallas finish. Last year, second in terms of team pass rush grade behind only the Philadelphia Eagles. Headline. You didn't need to put that part in. I'm just saying. That's Mm -hmm. what they wrote. Headline by Micah Parsons, the Cowboys pass rush was lethal when they pulled ahead in games. Parsons himself ended the year with a 92 pass rush grade, fourth best of any player in the National Football League and recorded a 90 plus pass rush grade. In five games, this this unit figures to carry a solid defense again going into 2023.
0: Absolutely. Micah Parsons is, like, the tip of the spear in that regard. But also, like, Marcus Lawrence had a solid season. Well, funny enough, Sam Williams started coming on to the point where I am really excited to see what the young man does mm-hmm. in his second season, right? Like, now mm-hmm. that he is some level acclimated to the league in these things. And, right, Osa, there was a lot. Of, I mean, it felt like there was a good amount of times where you saw Osa, big, uh... 97 getting through the middle of the line. So like I, I'm re I do love the pass rush on this team. They made sure to have many guys that they could rotate in. And then of course they made sure to try and just like find ways to get Micah Parsons in advantageous matchups. And when you have all of the talent that you do and like the the wisdom that is um that comes from Dan Quinn on how to do this. I feel so great about the way that, you know, the pass rush works for the Cowboys. So, no, I absolutely understand that. That makes sense that that's the, the, uh, the strength. If for no other reason then the best player on your team plays there, right? Like, that, it, it should factor into being a strength, and it absolutely is for the Cowboys.
1: The Cowboys pass rush is going to be fun to watch. You talked about some of the depth already that's on this defense. When it comes to Sam Williams, Dante Fowler Jr., obviously Micah Parsons coming off the edge to Lawrence. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, who I think has become a little bit of a forgotten man uh, on this defense. And he
0: he had a pretty solid season himself uh, as had well. Had a
1: career year last year. Um, so this defense is deep when it comes to getting after the quarterback and why I think a lot of people feel, including myself, that that is a major strength for this team going into this upcoming season and one of the reasons why Dan Quinn is going to be having a field day with those chess pieces moving them around and the kind of disguises that they'll be able to put forward against opposing offenses to confuse them, not just pre-snap, but also post-snap as well. Looking forward to some of that this upcoming season. The biggest weakness pro football focus has for the Cowboys going up to this upcoming season. I
0: wonder if they feel how I feel, which is, ooh, because I was like, is it linebackers or is it just offensive line? Because offensive line is one of the things I'm concerned about, but I don't know, should I call it a weakness?
1: Neither of those.
0: Interesting. Where does pro football focus go?
1: Here come the Dax slander. Oh, quarterback. Dak Prescott suffered wow. through arguably his worst season as a pro in 2022. He led the league in interceptions despite missing five games with injury. He posted a mediocre 68.2 passing grade for the year and made more turnover-worthy plays than big-time throws. Prescott was inconsistent when he was healthy outside of two excellent performances against an overmatched Chicago Bears and Tampa Bay team. Dallas was short on weapons last year, but Prescott needs to be better if the team is going to make a championship run in 2023.
0: Do you want to know where he ranked with his offensive uh, Pro Football Focus grade? Like that includes rushing as well, so that's going to put some guys higher than you know where I guess you would consider if you just looked at passing. You want to know where he ranked amongst quarterbacks on Pro Football Focus's grading? I'm
1: gonna go with twenty fifth,
0: twenty first. Okay, just behind Jared Goff and just ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: the, I the, I feel like this is where people look up and they go, "Oh, the Pro Football Focus," but. And I imagine some people just found a little bit more excitement for Pro Football Focus because it happens to, you know. Dak slander. Yeah, fit, fit what, they, what they tend to believe. No, it absolutely was a tough season for him. like sure. you, cannot, you cannot ignore that. The problem, I think, for a lot of folks who happen to be a little bit higher on Dak is they go, okay, but what are the circumstances that were involved here, and do you think that those carry, continue on? And I think there's a lot of people that look up and they go, "That's probably more aberration than it is like consistent factor."
1: Which I tend to be on that side of the argument. But- I was,
0: I I find myself nearer that way as well. But you cannot ignore the fact that he had a, he had a down season, point blank period. And so that's, I think that's where it'll get interesting. And I get why they look at this season coming forward and they go, "Yeah, that's a a place of concern." I just keep looking at this offensive line and how you lost a starting guard and you haven't really addressed it. And on top of that, the ways in which you could address it. We've heard we don't have any level of definitive situation, but we've heard things that make you go, huh, you sure you want to go about it that way that's why I brought up offensive line and then linebackers just you know you one of your starting linebackers your linebackers weren't incredible last year, mind you but one of your starting linebackers did not come back probably the right move but now you're thrusting a second year player who got some snaps and mm-hmm. Damone Clark into that alongside um Lane van der Rush and you're asking them to just hey you guys need to figure this out and do it well um now, one of those is going to have a lot more protection. The linebackers will have a lot more protection sure. when you look at the, you know, the the units around them. Offensive line, y'all just gonna need to do it. So that's that's why I have my concerns. But I, I understand. I completely understand the cons- the concerns about Dak Prescott, and he's going to need to show. He's going to need to show, show and prove this year specifically.
1: X factor going into twenty twenty three that should help. One rain Dakota Prescott, Brandon Cooks. Yep. Part of Prescott's struggles can be attributed to a lack of depth in the Cowboys receiving core. CeeDee Lamb had an 87 receiving grade, was excellent, but no other wide receiver on the Cowboys last year, graded above a 70. Cooks, of course, adds a ton of experience to the group and is a vertical threat. If he can stretch the field and allow Lamb to work his magic underneath, Dallas' passing game gets a lot more dangerous.
0: Can I go backward real quick? Because I agree, right? Brandon Cooks obviously is going to matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an acknowledgement of the 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 move, the problematic move with Amari Cooper and the way that that did not work out for them. Okay, cool. Can I go backward to the um, biggest concern, I guess? Sure. Um, Obi World on the Twitch chat makes a great point. Don't forget kicker. I don't know who the kicker is. Neither do we. Is, isn't that, isn't that an issue considering how much a kicker factors into a football season? I understand it's not the end-all, be-all. Sometimes people look at them like they're not football players, but... They be putting up points. I
1: mean, for all we know, Rigo could be the kicker this upcoming season.
0: Rigo, you be kicking?
1: Sorry, you said what now? Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't even worry about it. feel like it's not Rego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tristan Viscaino, I mean. Oh, I can kick, yeah. Oh, you can? Yeah, I can, I can kick you a gonna little bit. You going to go to camp and try out for the Cowboys? Probably not. No, I'm going to get my stuff blocked. Okay. Oh, wow. I, that was very honest. I no appreciate No confidence, that. huh? That's cool.
0: I mean, you don't want that kicking if you don't got confidence, right? Once you
1: have a little more confidence in yourself.
0: Yeah, but if, he, he, if he's if he got to, like, gen, you know, create the confidence, that's going to be a problem, right? No, we're
1: going to gas him up. You can go kick for the Cowboys. At this point, you might as well be the kicker. I'm, as I've said always, I'll say
0: it again, I'm 5'5". Five five. That's scary stuff.
1: And? What's I got to do anything? Thankfully, they kick from They the got crown. a cat shorter than you playing running back. He used to go to K-State. What are you doing oh, right you now? Oh, you
0: right. Oh, you're right. W- Thank you for what? gassing me up. I might just go draft. I feel like that was Deuce Vaughn. Boys. slander. I feel like that was Deuce Vaughn.
1: No, slander. it's more so if anybody can, you can make it at any height in the NFL. No? Y'all let me know. Was
0: he slandering Deuce Vaughn?
1: <laughs> I think that was a thank you. I, that's, I'm, it's going to be a personal thank it's you more me so for me. It's so you can do it. Yeah. If, no matter how hard you try, you can do it. Yeah.
0: Turn my boy Deuce Vaughn into a PSA. That's nasty business, bro. <laughs> That boy, can, oh. that boy can run. He can, he can run. He was about
1: to say he can hoop. Yeah. But he can, no. He can football hoop. <laughs> I, lo- I love that football hoop. He be hooping I though. I love that. That's right, 817. That's going to be the kicker out here. Mason Crosby. You know what, what that is? That's a Mike McCarthy special. It's a big Mike special right there. Mason Crosby. Some of the strengths, weaknesses, and X factors going into the 2023 season for your Dallas Cowboys here on your home of the Cowboys. 105 through the fans. Not
0: awful weaknesses, though. I think that's the telltale of, I felt like that's the tale of this team is that they've done a good job of kind of mitigating weaknesses and now they just got to go maximize the team that they have in front of them in the playoffs.
1: Right? I would say so. Thanks, man. I would say so. Coming up next here on the Get Right or Reggie KG on 105 through the fan.
0: Yeah, what is the anatomy of like a sports phenomenon? What really gets you going in that way? We'll discuss it next on the fan. Just keep hitting three until they answer.
1: <laughs> it's the get right for Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Look, man, the amount of threes that are in that phone number, I can only imagine how that has not tripped up more people. 333 three, 333. Three, 33 33.
0: I just can't talk tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Principal
1: office, Dallas, Texas.
0: Dallas, Texas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See? Teamwork. Reach out
0: to Franco and Franco.
1: teamwork makes the dream work. It's the get right for Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reggie Attatula. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. What makes a true sports phenomenon? Because as Rigo will find in his DMS, uh, this highlight of Shohei Otani here that he'll play for me in just a moment. Um, this is just our opportunity to marvel at some of the incredible, you know, athletes of today and really for us again, text on 877-811-053. Um, the brainchild of Reginald Atatula, and what a true sports phenomenon!
0: Yeah, I, I've I've been thinking a lot about this recently, um, in part because of a couple of players, baseball players, uh, Shohei Otani. You, you mentioned one of them, Ellie mm-hmm. De La Cruz as well. Like Ellie, especially because especially, I think it might have been like a week ago where we were sitting here just gushing over what Ellie De La Cruz is, and I think one of the things I mentioned is like he's just so fast. <laughs> Right. And I was like, what are the things that like captivate you about a sports player team? Like what creates that level of like captivation, Mm -hmm. if that's even the word, which I don't think that is. Uh,
1: Well, uh, here's an example of one particular phenomenon that's currently happening in our midst. Shout out to the Rangers. Uh, Here you go. Shohei Otani. Otani hits one in the air, left center field, hit well, Robert is back, so has intended. It's gone! Shohei Otani with his second of the night, and the Angels have the lead. It's 3-1. That crack is wild. Okay, so, so that was from the other night when he had the nerve to not only hit two home runs in a game, but then also strike out 10 and only allow one run. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that Shohei Ohtani is on these days. Yeah,
0: GQ, GQ Sports even put together a whole like brain melting num- season by the numbers as it uh, pertains to Shohei Ohtani. If you mm-hmm. ever want, I could just like throw out a thing At, like thirty one. Shohei Ohtani had thirty one home run- or has thirty run home runs in the season, which puts him atop of the MLB leaderboard. It also makes sixty homers a real possibility for him something that only six other players have accomplished, right? So it should be pointed out that uh, nobody else who did that also pitched at the very same time. So I guess, all right, if we're starting to break down the anatomy of like what captivates you, what makes a a sports phenomenon captivating is like, I guess, just the the rarity of it. Obviously, like, the I don't want to say novelty because that sounds kind of condescending, but just, like, how rare it is. Because, again, the idea you talk about this is, like, only six other players have done this thing that he is, like, barreling towards. So maybe it's just, like, the rarity of something and maybe having the opportunity to see something very particular happen.
1: I think, for me, uh, I guess some of the quote-unquote ingredients, if you will, of of a true sports phenomenon, um... Rarity, yeah. Uh, part of it is the sport itself. Interesting. Like, for example, <laughs> like I mean, if,
0: somebody, if somebody is on record pace in pickleball, it's not gonna catch you. Yeah, it's not gonna move. <laughs> like, uh, he is the greatest pickleballer we've ever seen. In uh, yeah, that's fine. But,
1: but if, that's okay. If you watch, I mean, let's just use you know the two greatest players of the modern era, you know, in soccer, for example, Messi and Ronaldo. I mean, Messi, in his own right, is a true generational phenomenon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not just with the skill, the IQ, but the sheer popularity that comes with not just him playing his sport, but the amount of skill he has displayed for such a long period of time. There's only a handful of players that have displayed that consistency of greatness for as long as they have, especially in a sport as difficult as soccer, and Messi is arguably the greatest that the sport has ever seen
0: and so i yeah some of that is not even just the sport itself but like your attachment to the sport because like mm. for me i can watch messi play and just be like yo this is incredible because yes. i like i have a fascination with soccer like where i imagine there's a decent amount of people in our listening audience who are like i don't really care about soccer mm-hmm. so i can listen to you tell me that show or show uh that Lionel messi is great and then i put it on i'm like all right kind of but you know what i think that that kind of also can work in the other way if someone is doing something so incredible that even if I don't care about this sport, I'm here for it. Because I think that that's something that people were pointing to when it came to like Tiger, right? There was the idea, the notion that, hey man, black folks don't really rock with golf like that. And like, I don't think that that's like, you can say that as a monolithic thing, but you know, by and large, maybe you could say the demographic skew in such a mm-hmm. way where it's like, yeah, there's not a ton of, and then people were looking up like, wait, wait, hold on. He's doing what?
1: Is and he, he's literally the greatest to ever do it. He's, dem-
0: <laughs> he's demolishing Augusta right now. What are you talking about?
1: I'll never forget the year 2000 when he turned Pebble Beach into his personal playground and literally lapped the field repeatedly at Pebble Beach and destroyed the entire field over and over again. The year 2000 of Tiger Woods was incredible. Um, that's what's funny. It gets me to, you know, some other kind of phenomena that we kind of tend to think about a little bit. Some are bringing in, of course, with, you know, Wayne Gretzky and Barry Bonds and, you know some of the great names that we've seen.
0: I think sometimes it's just like having a good stat. Like the Gretzky, the idea that if well, you
1: took away all his goals, yes. he would
0: still be the points leader in the history of the NHL. It's insane. <laughs> what do you it's mean? Insane. The, it's literally the, insane. The game is about goals. It's like yeah, he would still be he would still be the one. He's
1: the greatest passer and still be greatest. He would the greatest. still be the one. Um, but it gets me to two in particular cuz you talk about sports that we don't necessarily relatively, you know, pay attention to and we really only pay attention to these two sports once every 4 years swimming, and track mm. and field. Michael Phelps. Flat-out dominance. How did I not get to flat-out dominance? Dominance is definitely an ingredient. Yeah. For sure. Because what Michael Phelps did over the course of what was it? What was it four or five Olympics? E- either way, the obscene amount of gold medals, and it gets me to one of my favorite sports arguments of all time when it comes, especially when it comes to phenomena like this, mm-hmm. why I feel like of the two, what Usain Bolt did – Was even more impressive than Michael Phelps. I like where you're going, yes. Okay. Now, long argument short, the access to, say, a sport like swimming isn't nearly... You don't have the kind of access. It's a little bit more limiting than... Track and field. Yeah. Anybody can get up and run. Yeah. It's a global thing. Swimming... In some ways, and we don't have time to get down to break down all the socioeconomics and all everything that goes into you know your access to certain sports and what that looks like in certain communities, that kind of thing. Literally, though, Usain Bolt, the fastest man in the 100 and the 200, and was the fastest man on planet Earth. It's
0: wild that he was fast in the 100, too, because, like, longer like, you know, longer lengthier yes. type dude. Like, you would think that he profiled better for 200, and he was just like, I'm just so good at this, I'll do the 100. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. That's cool. I'll dominate that. So yeah, no sheer dominance. But you saying actually brings me to an interesting point because I was thinking about this as well. Another as we we're talking about like what are the what are the things that make up a sports phenomenon that create, you know, a captivating sports mm-hmm. phenomenon. And one of the things like charisma. Mm. Cause you saying like the point, the smile. Who's is it? Right. <laughs> Obviously, it, Michael yes. Jordan, it's funny because like he had that while also not having that. Does that make sense to me? Or to you rather, like him as an individual is not like a wildly charismatic individual just in and of himself, but like somehow through like I guess the marketing of it all, like the the, the myth of him built in some ways. But there's some people like That's another part too, yeah. The myth building.
1: Because yeah. somebody was talking about media mystique, coverage, and like yeah. yeah. But that comes with part of the dominance, the longevity, sure. Sure. all of that. It kind of gets wrapped up to it. And I mean for the two on four Floyd Mayweather, for example. And that's, an, I think, another element. It's kind of a pro wrestling element, the ability the to re- sell. No, no, not necessarily that. Okay, that's a good point though. But the ability to remake yourself, huh? Floyd Mayweather. Remember how Floyd? What Floyd was originally? Floyd was pretty, pretty boy. boy. Yeah, pretty boy Floyd. Then he realized, oh, oh, I could become a marketing machine, and start to promote my own self. He said, "Why be a face when you can turn heel?" And became the biggest heel in the sport of boxing.
0: He said, they can like me, which is a certain strength. That's a certain strength of feeling. Hate is a lot stronger of a feeling. We can go that way.
1: Hey, Rigo, let me ask you a question. Your family members, what they know and- in- Oh, this is real dangerous territory. I'm going to go ahead and ISO right quick. I'm ISO! just saying, I'm just saying, because it's, it's a part it? of the whole Floyd Mayweather thing. What's the one thing that happened, you know, every single demile for the most part over the better part of what, 15 or so years? It felt like
0: a Mexican boxer always fights on, on Cinco de Mayo.
1: And who was the most hated man uh, in your family that particular day watching that fight? Floyd Money Mayweather. That's right. To yep. the point,
0: like, didn't his uncle call him the Executioner? Correct. Real nasty business. Nasty word. Real
1: nasty. Business. And guess what? He leaned all the way into it, and y'all hated Floyd Mayweather's guts, didn't y'all? Yes, we did. Ouch. Rightfully so. <laughs> Rightfully so. Let me go cry in this corner real quick. Rightfully so. But I'm just saying that's part of a sports phenomenon. It's not just the level of love that an athlete can get, but the amount of hate, sports hate that he can generate or literal hate (laughs) from a particular fan base or an entire culture uh, for their particular greatness and how he or she displays it in that particular way.
0: Do y'all mind if I flip it real quick? Please do. What about love here? Uh, Serena and Venus Williams, and then obviously on the men's side, you've got uh, uh, Rafa Nadal and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Roger Federer. Oh, like an appropriate foil. Is that where you're going yeah, for? Like, kinda, yeah, kind of, sort of. Like yeah. having having the right like storyline because I guess this is where we can get back to basketball and talk about like the Lakers, Celtics, our our oh, wow, yeah. our Larry Bird and Magic Johnson as big if they don't come in at that same time and then build this, like, rivalry that tells
1: a story. It was a perfect dichotomy, though. The whole West Coast, East Coast, the ethos of what West Coast, you know, culture represented in terms of how it embodied itself through the Lakers, the same with East Coast ethos and how it embodied itself through Larry Bird and the Boston Celtics. It was just a perfect mix of two different styles clashing that you're right with Magic and Larry coming together at the same time, and then being the representatives of each of those franchises, and the winning that they did, and the battles they had, um, incredible. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, Venus and Serena Williams. I've said this before, and I don't know if you agree. Mm-hmm. If we put some of these, you know, sports stories on the table, Venus and Serena Williams' incredible rise to riches, like. The
0: greatest American story that you could probably tell,
1: arguably the greatest American sports story you could tell. Because then you also have
0: to consider the socioeconomics of this. And yes. they won.
1: Yes, dominated a
0: sport where access and like you know the money in order to provide the proper training and the proper tools was not necessarily there. That's yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't know that I am will get to like a sufficient answer as to the why, but like it's really interesting to explore these things. And, like, what what makes what makes it so that you go, oh, I'm just so invested in this. And, I don't know, I've just been thought, thinking about that a lot, thinking about Ellie De La Cruz and the way that he has just had a fascinating run. Um, and I guess some of that is just like, yeah, if, if it gets big enough in a certain period of time, like if it's condensed enough, because Ellie De La Cruz had the crazy run, I could point to Linsanity, right, having that particular, where it just all comes together to a head at a certain time. I don't know. I, I just thought it was fascinating. What what makes us get so passionate about certain things
1: in sport? And it gave us an excuse to celebrate Shohei Otani. <laughs> By the way, De La Cruz, my man is six foot five
0: and fast.
1: And is a shortstop? I think he's playing third. Is he playing third I think now? He's playing third now. Either way, incredible athlete. Um, but yeah, let those uh, ride on the uh, text line 877 1053. What goes and makes a. True sports phenomenon. We'll read some of those throughout the rest of the show as well. It's to get right. Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go inside the gray area where Michael Jordan disapproves of this and why Sriracha is causing this. Next on the get right. (laughs) <laughs> Just to get right. Revenge KG right here on 105 through the fan Kevin Gray. Reggie Atatula. Yep. Regal a hold it down for you here. I love how Reg was interested in how the rest of that bump was going to play out. I
0: didn't know where there was there were songs that came to my mind that I was like, what song is this? And it was not the one I was anticipating.
1: <laughs> the one that came to my mind immediately was Rugrats.
0: Oh, oh it okay. does sound what start with a drum roll. Okay. That's a great point.
1: I uh, appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey at the text line. 877-811-1053, 877 if you want to get in on the conversation. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. And, of course, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam and on YouTube as well. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button while you're there. We'll get you caught up at the top of the hour on the latest headlines on this Monday as we get you ready for your 4th of July Tuesday tomorrow.
0: You know what I like about Summer League? Outside of the idea that you're just watching like pre preseason basketball, mm-hmm. um, when they have, when you have like a player who has already been in the league, like maybe a second year guy or somebody that's kind of already solidified themselves, but they're still playing summer league, how they just look like world beaters against the rest of these dudes that are like either coming in or these guys that are trying to prove themselves to try and get on or back on an NBA roster. Cause like Keegan Murray is playing for the Sacramento Kings um, and they're playing against like the Warriors summer league team. And he just went through somebody's chest, and I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, Keegan Murray, who has already proved that he can play in the NBA a whole, up against a whole bunch of guys who, not sure. Not sure. <laughs> and you know what? That goes, sometimes it's fun to see, like, just one player who is clearly better than everybody else beat up on him. I don't know why. Just is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's go inside the gray area here, where, of course, there is no gray area. Hey, ma'am, do me a favor. Uh-oh. Pause that for a second. I want you to find me a song whose actor is actually good. It doesn't have their shows canceled. Wow. Let's do that. You've been thinking about that for a while, haven't you? No, it really just came to me. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, we liked, you know, folks who are good at their Ooh, jobs. And
0: can, can we talk about the weekend in the Idol? Can we just like take a second to actually talk about it? Because the things that I've, the screenshots that I've seen, the dialogue is terrible. And like, it's, horrendous. It's, it's so bad. It's horrendous. T- that, at least the dialogue is not his fault. The acting, though, is. And I've heard that he was so bad.
1: He was horrendous. Did you watch it? No, I saw oh, okay. a clip that t- told me all I needed to know about the, what was it, the five episodes that apparently aired and then got canceled after that.
0: So I'm very intrigued to find out if this was like a d- directorial division or, or a decision, rather. Um, you're familiar with like the f- the phrase carte blanche? Yes. Right? Um, The way that he says it is hilarious to me. I think that he says like carte blanche. Something like that, (laughs) and I was just like, "Did he decide to deliver it that way, or did they did they tell him to?" So yeah,
1: it wasn't good. Anyway, oh boy, yeah, that was a horrendous, horrendous show. And the clips that I saw, it was just it's awful. (laughs) If you're looking for a hate watch, the Idol on (laughs) on Max. Good call there. Um, As we are inside the gray area, we'll get to Michael Jordan and Sriracha here in a second. What? Uh, Yeah. Check this out. So, this is coming from Mark Stein, uh, of course, longtime NBA, insider reporter. Local. That's right. Uh, no Florida tonight, 940. You're good. Don't worry about it. So, apparently, of course, the Mavericks re signed Dwight Powell mm. to a three year, $12 million contract. That's right. Apparently, he took a pay cut to come back here because. And you, and you had the nerve to talk crazy about that. Mm. Don't act like I was the only one. (laughs) Apparently, according to Stein, check this out. Sources say that Houston, the Houston Rockets, Houston's year one offer to Dwight Powell was richer than the $8 million Jock Landell will receive in the first year of a four year, $32 million deal in which the in which only the first year is guaranteed the Mavericks responded by offering Powell a three-year, $12 million deal to counter the Houston pitch, but without compromising the $12.4 million mid-level exception that the Mavericks hope to snare a top restricted free agent forward, such as Portland's matisse Thybulle,
0: That's right. Or
1: Boston's Grant Williams.
0: That's right. Dwight Powell, $10 million
1: man. That's right. In today's NBA, <laughs> in this economy, the Houston Rockets it appears we're prepared to offer Dwight Powell, at least in year one, at least $9 million, if not more, to come play for them. The Rockets are like, money isn't real. They're like, you know what?
0: what? They're like, look, man, Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, or governor, as the as the parlance is for That's the right. NBA. That's right. Uh, they was like, look, man. He's just going to use this money paying uh what's his name, Dana Holgerson at the University of Houston. He's not going to use it for nothing good. We might as well spend it. So Dwight Powell. Give it to Fred VanVleet. Give it to Dylan Brooks. Give it to Dwight Powell. I don't care. Just give, the give money it to Jerry. Jeff Green. Hell, oh, give it to him. That's right. Just, just spend the money somewhere. So Dwight Powell took a pay cut. That's right. To come back here. Because he loves Dallas so much. He's a part of the community. Mad for life. Literally, a Mav for life. You know that court where they have all the Mav names on it? He's like, look, man, that means something to me.
1: <laughs> he will wind up working in the front office one oh, day for he's the gonna, Mavericks. He's, he's going to be, yeah, for sure. The headline goes Go like, ahead and raise
0: his jersey to the
1: rafters. Right now. Put it in the rafters. Can I,
0: Should I do the thing where I make Mavs fans matter than they should be? Oh. Okay. No me gusta. You realize the reason why Luca wears 77 is Dwight Powell. Because he wore seven at Real Madrid. And he came here and was like, oh, seven is taken. By whom? Dwight Powell. <laughs> He's like, it's fine, I'll wear seventy seven.
1: Oh man. No matter what, Dwight Powell. Good guy. Very, very I feel good. like
0: you have to you have to always always remind people. Just always sprinkle that in there. Great guy.
1: You know what people are sick of doing that with? Who? Take a wild guess. Dwight Powell? Other than Dwight Powell. On here, this mass scene? No, here in Dallas we talking who we always say it's just great guy great leader on and off the yep Uh uh-huh uh-huh does he wear number four that's right okay that's right
0: that's right that's are are we are we doing the we we do all the we do all the off (laughs) i love it when in sports we talk about all like the intangible off-court stuff because we don't have anything else nice to say he's a real you know just a real
1: locker room guy and then sealed it by winning the walter payton Man of the Year Award. Whew, Literally okay. the highest honor you can get. All right. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I think you had some stories about
1: Sriracha. Yes. The headline goes like this, gentlemen. Sriracha shortage creates black market and bottles are selling for absurd prices. I don't understand. What's what's creating the shortage
0: in Sriracha? Is it like the particular chili that they use or do you know? I'll tell you. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, so, as the story goes, it's been more than a decade since Sriracha took the United States by storm as the hot sauce uh, gave bacon a run for its money with the moment it had in the early 2010s. While that term technically refers to a generic condiment built on a foundation of chili peppers, garlic, and vinegar, it's essentially synonymous with the red liquid contained in the rooster emblazon and green-capped bottles produced by Huy Fong Foods in California. Mm-hmm. It's a really fascinating story if you can find out you know,
0: the story of how he created that particular business. But continue.
1: Uh, that company has been producing its signature sriracha uh, since founder David Chan perfected his recipe in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also hit a few road bumps along the way, including a lawsuit Whoa. that forced uh, Hui Fong to fork over $23 million to the farm it had contracted to grow its jalapenos, um, and another filed by the city of Irwindale over the stench the factory emits. Oh, you can sue over smelling? Apparently,
0: oh, it stinks too much. I'm gonna sue.
1: That's right. Oh boy, uh, last year, um, about Funk to bring on some litigation. Encountered another headache in the form of a drought in Mexico oh. that resulted in the brand warning the retailers who carry its product. It was gearing up for a sriracha shortage that could prevent it from meeting consumer demand. It's always climate change, isn't it? (laughs) It may have taken a bit longer than expected, but according to CNN, those fears have now been realized thanks to the sriracha black market that has seemingly emerged as more and more people struggle to track down a source for their beloved rooster sauce. The outlet reports resellers are engaging in some impressive price gouging on eBay and Amazon as one seller, check this out, on the former listed a 28-ounce bottle for a whopping $70, while another on the latter is peddling two packs of the same size for $124.
0: So the sriracha hitting y'all that that is hitting y'all for that much, huh? Like
1: they're like, <laughs> I need it. Like at what point does this become an addiction, guys? I, I need some. y'all need sriracha that bad that y'all I willing to pay a buck hundred twenty four dollars for it? I need it. Like I don't personally engage in the sriracha sauce usage. It's cool. Oh, uh, you you partake in sriracha time to time. Rigo, are you a sriracha person? Yeah, of course. Tapatio, Valentina, yeah, all of it. All of it, give it to oh, okay. me. Okay, would you be willing to pay 124 dollars for uh, some sriracha? Maybe not that much. Okay, he said maybe. <laughs> so it's, it sounds like you would consider it.
0: I would consider it for a second, and then I'd be, I'd come to my senses and be like, yeah, no, never mind. That's not worth it. Let's go to the Valentina line. Yeah, there should be some other hot sauce that I can make go in this. I mean, obviously it's it's particular, right? Sriracha is particular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Also, wasn't there a time where we had like the generic kind of condiment companies start making sriracha? Because, like, that is something that the story pointed to. It's like, yo, this is a very particular um, brand that a lot of people are fascinated with. The one that had a rooster on it with the green label and everything. Mm. Don't, like, Heinz make Sriracha now?
1: Do they? I'm not trying to mess with that.
0: I mean, I, I understand why you wouldn't. But I'm saying, if it gets that bad, it's, it's like, pay $70 or get generic brand Sriracha. You know? You know, I mean, I guess so. Like, man. hey man, it's a drought for a little bit, yeah. or maybe this is ultimately ultimate the change you have to make. I don't know, but it's like, hey man, decisions have to be made and I know which way I typically would go. Maybe it's just I don't, I don't have money like that. Maybe maybe when you got money like that, money not an issue, you just like I'm gonna ball out. But me personally, it'd be it'd be Heinz sriracha if I was
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh for the eight said, I got a bottle of sriracha and Tabasco, I just went with the Tabasco on my rotisserie chicken.
0: Ooh, so I haven't had rotisserie chicken in a minute. Now
1: I'm hungry. Uh, shout out to his Aaronist, Michael Jordan, who was caught on video by TMZ when someone shouted at him Hey, Michael, you approving your son Marcus dating uh, Larsa? To which Michael shouted quite clearly, No. Which, which one you want to say? Michael not feeling the idea of his son Marcus what was you, 32 years old by the way
0: what you want him to say <laughs> I bet he's gotten this question 50 11 times over the last. <laughs> he's
1: just like leave me alone
0: please <laughs> I, I want to be please exclude me from this narrative do you
1: think the question is do you think Michael would attend his son's wedding if he and Larsa got married didn't we find out that
0: like the Jordan boys didn't even get their own free shoes that they had to buy them
1: Daddy. I'm not it. sure he loved them <laughs> if we're keeping it a buck just I, because Jordan is your last name don't mean a damn thing if I could take it back I would earn uh, them shoes I bet he I,
0: so yeah I don't know your game say you can't earn them anyway he's, he's a very competitive individual I, maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe he, I remember the time that Eric Gordon was the, I think he was like Mr. Basketball in Illinois or something like that. Mm. He was whooping Keysters. Them Jordan <laughs>
1: boys. Who boy? Because would you take a, take liberty anytime you saw one of them Jordan boys on the court? I'm whooping your the ass. The worst part, it's got every to, time. It had to be terrible for the boys. sight. Because
0: like they didn't choose to be George, Michael Jordan's sons. Except now you got a target on your back all the time
1: because it say boy. Jordan. You know what? That's gonna be one of the most fascinating things to watch this upcoming year. Bronny. Whoo! <laughs> the first time Bronny get put on a poster, it's going to be the greatest day in that young man's life, whomever it is, that decided to put Bronny on a poster. All right, I'm going to leave
0: it with this because we kind of got to go. All right. Somebody asked, would Scotty be invited to the wedding? And the answer is absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. Not because he's any level of like, you know, obviously ex-husband or any of that. Just because Scotty, he, he has no chill. Y'all been seeing him in the media. You think he's not going to act up? <laughs> when the... Does anyone have a problem with this marriage? Please speak now or forever. hold. Ah! Jack! Scotty be up there. He, he'll he roll, unfurl, unfurl one of them uh, scrolls. <laughs> like I have, I have things. I've prepared statements. Marcus, where your
1: daddy at? We're playing a game of one-on-one right now. And by the way, he wasn't that good and he ain't getting me paid. Daddy was terrible anyway. Yeah,
0: no, he can't, he can't. Nah, I'm
1: playing up. ass.
0: He can't be here. No. <laughs> was that what we we're supposed to talk about? I have no idea. It was fun
1: though. Okay. That's inside the gray area here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, we'll get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Monday night, including why this kicker is preparing for his 17th season, even though he doesn't have a team yet. Mike McCarthy, next on the Get Right.